It's the 28th day of May. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey. We hopped on the Bible bus on January the 1st, and here we are almost to the end of the month of May. We are deep inside the book of 2 Kings. This has been an amazing journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Let me thank you not only for being part of this, but thank you for telling your friends. This is one of the things that's encouraged me the most. Uh, we've got uh, parents with their kids and sometimes with their grandkids, and they are watching the videos and they are talking about it. And friends have just spread the word. A thank you to everybody who has shared these videos on Facebook. That's just, that's, or on Twitter. That's a wonderful thing you can do. You hit the share button so that all of your friends on social media can view these videos and they can join in with us. We are, we're so glad to have everybody with us. And if you're joining us today for the first time, welcome. And a reminder, you can find all these videos. They're archived on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, and uh, at keepbelieving.com. Now today, we've come to 2 Kings chapter 13. And remember our little outline of 2 Kings, the ministry of Elisha, chapters 1 through 13. So we're going to come to the end of that part today. Then the fall of Israel, that's the northern 10 tribes, chapters 14 through 17. And then the captivity of Judah, the southern two tribes, that's going to be chapters 18 through 25. So today, Elisha is going to appear one more time. And then he's going to step off the stage of biblical history. Then you're going to see in the next couple of chapters, what's going to, we're going to bounce back and forth. Uh, do you get confused with all these names? <clears throat> I do too. <laughs> I, I, we, we, we do Israel's kings, and then we hop down here and do Judah's kings, and then we hop back up here and we do Israel's kings. So you almost would need a, a chart, and you can find in any good Bible, like a, a Ryrie Study Bible or the MacArthur Study Bible or the NIV Study Bible, uh, just real, there are so many of them, but all of those, all the study Bibles uh, or any good Bible handbook would have a chart. So you could take the, the kings of Israel here and then a timeline of Judah's kings here, and you can, that would help you to understand. So I'm just warning you in advance, uh, we're going to do some bouncing around today because that's just what's in, in this part of God's word. So 2 Kings 13, in the 23rd year of Judah's king Joash, son of Ahaziah, Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned 17 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. He did not turn away from them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he handed them over to King Hazael of Aram and to his son Ben-Hadad during their reigns. Then Jehoahaz sought the Lord's favor, and the Lord heard him, for he saw the oppression of the king of Aram inflicted on Israel. Therefore, the Lord gave Israel a deliverer, and they escaped from the power of the Arameans. Then the people of Israel returned to their former way of life, but they didn't turn away from the sins that the house of Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. Jehoahaz continued them, and the Asherah pole also remained standing in Samaria. Jehoahaz did not have an army left except for 50 horsemen, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers, because the king of Aram had destroyed them making them like dust at threshing. The rest of the events of Jehoahaz's reign, along with all his accomplishments and his might, 
are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoahaz rested with his ancestors, and he was buried in Samaria. His son, Jehoash, became king in his place. In the 37th year of Judah's king, Joash, Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, became king over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 16 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from all the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit, but he continued them. The rest of the events of Jehoahash, Jehoash's reign, along with all his accomplishments and the power he had to wage war against Judah's king Amaziah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and Jeroboam sat on his throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. When Elisha became sick with the illness from which he died, King Jehoash of Israel went down and wept over him and said, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha responded, Get a bow and arrows. So he got a bow and arrows. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, Grasp the bow. So the king grasped it. And Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Elisha said, Open the east window. So he opened it. Elisha said, Shoot. So he shot. Then Elisha said, The Lord's arrow of victory. Yes, the arrow of victory over Aram. You were to strike down that Arameans at Aphek until you have put an end to them. Then Elisha said, Take the arrows. So he took them. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck down Aram until you'd put an end to them. But now you will strike down Aram only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. Now, Moabite raiders used to come into the land in the spring of the year once. As the Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a raiding party, so they threw the man into Elisha's tomb. When he touched Elisha's bones, the man revived and stood up. King Hazael of Aram oppressed Israel throughout the reign of Jehoahaz, but the Lord was gracious to them, had compassion on them, and turned toward them because of his covenant, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was not willing to destroy them. Even now, he has not banished them from his presence. King Hazael of Aram died, and his son Ben-Hadad became king in his place. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, took back from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the cities that Hazael had taken in war from Jehoash's father Jehoahaz. Jehoash defeated Ben-Hadad three times and recovered the cities of Israel. 2 Kings 14. In the second year of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, Amaziah, son of Joash, became king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Joahidon. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, but not like his ancestor David. He did everything his father Joash had done, yet the high places were not taken away, and the people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. As soon as the kingdom was firmly in his grasp, Amaziah killed his servants who had killed his father the king. However, he did not put the children of the killers to death, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, fathers are not to be put to death because of children, the children are not to be put to death because of the fathers. Instead, each one will be put to death for his own sin. Amaziah killed 10,000 Edomites in Salt Valley. He took Selah in battle and called, called it Jokdil, which is still its name today. Amaziah then sent messengers to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, and challenged him, Come, let's meet face to face. King Jehoash of Israel sent word to King Amaziah of Judah, saying, 
the thistle in Lebanon once sent a message to the cedar in Lebanon saying, give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then a wild animal in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You have indeed defeated Edom and you've become overconfident. Enjoy your glory and stay at home. Why should you stir up such trouble that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. So King Jehoash of Israel advanced. He and King Amaziah of Judah met face to face at Beth Shemesh that belonged to Judah. Judah was routed before Israel, and each man fled to his own tent. King Jehoash of Israel captured Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash went to Jerusalem and broke down 200 yards of Jerusalem's wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He took all the gold and silver, all the articles found in the Lord's temple and in the treasury of the king's palace and some hostages. Then he returned to Samaria. The rest of the events of Jehoash's reign, along with his accomplishments, his might, and how he waged war against King Amaziah of Judah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. His son Jeroboam became king in his place. Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, lived 15 years after the death of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. A conspiracy was formed against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. However, men were sent after him to Lachish, and they put him to death there. They carried him back on horses, and he was buried in Jerusalem with his ancestors in the city of David. Then all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. After Amaziah the king rested with his ancestors, Azariah rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah. In the 15th year of Judah's king Amaziah son of Joash, Jeroboam son of Jehoash became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 41 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from all the sins Jeroboam son of Nebat had caused Israel to commit. He restored Israel's border from Lebo Hamath as far as the sea, of the Arabah, according to the word the Lord, the God of Israel, had spoken through his servant, the prophet Jonah, son of Amittai, from Gath-Hefer. For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter for both slaves and free people. There was no one to help Israel. The Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel under heaven, so he delivered them by the hand of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash. The rest of the events of Jeroboam's reign along with his accomplishments, the power he had to wage war, and how he recovered for Israel, Damascus, and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jeroboam rested with his ancestors, the kings of Israel. His son Zechariah became king in his place. Uh, just one note here, there are two Jeroboams. There's the first Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And we've had that, we've been reading that over and over again the, the sins which Jeroboam, son of Nebat, caused, uh, caused the people to commit. This, now we're down a number of kings later. This is in Israel, but you got Jeroboam the first, if you will, and you go down a bunch of kings. And this fellow who just died, this is not Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. This is another Jeroboam, Jeroboam the second. He was no better than the first. Second Kings 15. In the 27th year, of Israel's king Jeroboam, Azariah, son of Amaziah, became king of Judah. He was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah. She was from 
Jerusalem. Azariah did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Yet the high places were not taken away. The people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. The Lord afflicted the king, and he had a serious skin disease until the day of his death. He lived in quarantine while Jotham, the king's son, was over the household governing the people of the land. The rest of the events of Azariah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Azariah rested with his ancestors and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son Jotham became king in his place. In the 38th year of Judah's king Azariah, Zechariah, son of Jeroboam, reigned over Israel and Samaria for six months. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight as his predecessors had done. He did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. Shalom, son of Jabesh, conspired against Zechariah. He struck him down publicly, killed him, became king in his place. As for the events of Zechariah's reign, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. The word of the Lord that he spoke to Jehu was, Four generations of your sons will sit on the throne of Israel, and it was so. In the 39th year of Judah's king Uzziah, Shalom, son of Jabesh, became king. He reigned in Samaria a full month. Then Menachem, son of Gadai, came up from Tirzah to Samaria and struck down Shalom, son of Jabesh there. He killed him and became king in his place. As for the rest of the events of Shalom's reign, along with the conspiracy that he formed, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. At that time, starting from Tirzah, Menachem attacked Tifzah, all who were in it and his territory, because they wouldn't surrender. He ripped open all the pregnant women. In the 39th year of Judah's king Azariah, Menachem son of Gadai became king over Israel. and He reigned 10 years in Samaria. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Throughout his reign, he did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. King Pul of Assyria invaded the land, so Menachem gave Pul 75,000 pounds of silver so that Pul would support him to strengthen his grasp on the kingdom. Then Menachem exacted 20 ounces of silver from each of the prominent men of Israel to give to the king of Assyria, so the king of Assyria withdrew and did not stay there in the land. The rest of Menachem's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Menachem rested with his ancestor, ancestors and his son Pekahiah became king in his place. In the 50th year of Judah's king Azariah, Pekahiah, son of Menachem, became king over Israel and Samaria. He reigned two years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight and did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. Then his officer, Pekah, son of Remaliah, conspired against him and struck him down in Samaria at the citadel of the king's palace with Argob and Ariah. There were 50 Gileadite men with Pekah. He killed Pekahiah and became king in his place. As for the rest of the events of Pekahiah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, they are written in the historical record of Israel's king. In the 52nd year of Judah's kings, Azariah, Pekah, son of Remaliah, became king over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 20 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. In the days of King Pekah of Israel, King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria came and captured Ajon, Abel, Beth, Maacah, Genoa, Kedesh, Hatzor, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and deported the people to 
Assyria. Then Hoshea, son of Elah, organized a conspiracy against Pekah, son of Remaliah. He attacked him, killed him, and became king in his place in the 20th year of Jotham, son of Uzziah. As for the rest of the events of Pekah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. In the second year of Israel's king Pekah, son of Remaliah, Jotham, son of Uzziah, became king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Uzziah had done. Yet the high places were not taken away. The people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. Jotham built the upper gate of the Lord's temple. The rest of the events of Jotham's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. In those days, the Lord began sending Aram's king Reason and Pekah's son of Remaliah against Judah. Jotham rested with his ancestors and was buried with his ancestors in the city of his ancestor David. His son Ahaz became king in his place. You know what strikes me in these chapters? There's a lot of killing. We're hopping from north to south. But the kings up north, they were no good. I mean, they were just no good. One, and this was Malcolm. He was like an Old Testament, Old Testament abortionist. Conquered a city and ripped open. Ripped open the bellies of the pregnant women so he could put their unborn babies to death. As evil, as wicked as can be. Yeah, yeah. We're told, despite all of that, God was not going to wipe out Israel because of the promise he had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you know, there's another little note in there. Uh, Jehu, hardly a perfect man, but he did some good things. And because he did what God said in wiping out the house of Ahab for four generations, his descendants were on the throne of Israel. And there was a place in this reading today where that is, where that's noted. God keeps his promises. In bad times, in hard days, in days of moral decline, in days like today, when it seems anything goes, in days like today, it's easy to despair, but we shouldn't be. Christians should be the calmest people on earth because we know the Lord and he holds the future in his hands. I, th I think it was R.C. Sproul who said it this way, God knows what he's doing and he is doing. Aren't you glad about that? He knows what he's doing even when we don't and he is doing it even when we don't completely see it. So rest in the Lord today and don't be discouraged. Don't give in to despair. Don't give in to despair. God knows what he's doing, and he's doing it. God keeps his promises. God has kept his promises. He will keep his promises. So go out and have a great day and stand on the promises of God. Do that. It will be a great day. God bless, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again.